0: Hello, and welcome to How to Be Human from ArtisanBusinessSolutions.com with more workplace and people management conversation. My name is Daya Osborne, and I'm an actor, writer, ops, and development director. And I'm Catherine Jenkins, though most folks just call me Jenkins. And I'm a people management consultant with Artisan Business Solutions. This is How to Be Human. Okay, this week's question is, how do you keep a boundary between work and home when you work? from home. Well, hello, entirely relatable question. I bet there's a lot of experts out there on this, <laughs> this one. Uh, experts, because they have to be. Yeah. Um, so I would say, start from identifying your triggers, as it were. What is it that makes you pick up your work after your work is done? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having your phone out. Right. Mm-hmm. Day, you and I both work from home, we work from the same home, we're roommates, and our working setup is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You've got a dedicated work desk, Mm -hmm. and I have a workspace that I have to pack everything up at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and put it away. But in both cases, once work is done, you cannot visually see our computers, Our work phones, any of the tools that we use. And for me, that makes a big difference in picking up little projects. Absolutely. And putting them away is not enough. It's also having the silent hour set on the funds as well. So they're not binging from the closet within, so to speak. (laughs) Right. Uh, and and So it's identifying what pulls you back in. And for some people, it has less to do with what they can see, and more to do with some mental things, especially with folks on salary, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're on salary, there's this understanding that there's not a limit of how many hours you should be putting into your job. Right. So if a project is ongoing, mm-hmm. you should be working on it nonstop, which is of course absurd. And when we articulate it that right. detailed, we know it's absurd. But that's the sensation. Yeah. Uh. And, and in that case there's more of a mental shift that needs to happen, and it would need to happen even if you were still working from the office. We're just more aware of the boundaries that are being crossed Mm -hmm. because we're so crammed into our work and home environment altogether. Right. And some other sources that are useful in that capacity would be the Parmodoro method, which is basically breaking up your workday into different chunk cycles. So you Mm -hmm. do like 25-minute chunk of work and then you take 15-20 minutes and you do another activity or take a break between that work activity. And you can apply that even with, I think it's 25 minutes of work and then five minutes Mm -hmm. of not work. Just transition. Just five minutes. Yeah. Even if it's just to stare off in the distance, Mm -hmm. which conveniently also ties into... The idea of not staring at your screen for so long. Right. So you can kind of get both of those in together. You also get your bathroom break. You get your coffee. Mm -hmm. You, people are, you know, setting their phone timers. It's a literal 25 minutes. Yes. That's my timer. And when the timer goes off, you You stop. stop. And you kind of bounce between those two things. If you need to build that discipline or build a habit, it's a good way of starting. Mm -hmm. Also, the use of schedule blocking, which is something that I do day in and day out because I have so many different projects I'm working on for many different clients, trying to keep track of that and blocking into your schedule. This is my workday. You know ahead of time what you're going to be working on. Of course, things happen Mm -hmm. and you have little pockets for that eventuality. But for the most part, it's setting up at a glance. I know what my following week is going to look like starting the Thursday prior. Right. So I set out on Thursday what my next week is going to look at at a glance with blocks, including breaking schedules. Mm -hmm. So this is when I go take my lunch walk or whatever. Again, yes, of course, things happen. But having those things built in automatically for me to watch and follow first of all it helps hugely in remembering what I'm supposed to do because you're just moving from the one thing to the next thing it's got you don't a kind have to kind of figure out no it's got kind of an elegant flow so to speak and you know okay this is my break time now we're located in Washington State and the weather can go sideways at any moment. So I have that in the pivot that I know what my break is going to consist of for the day. I know how much time I'm going to be working, working, and how much time I'm doing my segues. And so if we're going to have sun at 10 a.m., but it's going to be raining at 1, guess what? Lunch walk is at 10 a.m. You just shift, but your chunks of time that have already been set aside can be easily navigated. I would add, going back to the idea of setting timers, Mm -hmm. I'd encourage people, if that's a practice that you want to try out, Go ahead and buy a physical timer Mm -hmm. because that will reduce how much you're looking at your phone, Mm -hmm. which can pull you out of the task you're working on and into this whole other territory. So if you can put your phone face down where it's not buzzing at you, you're not Mm -hmm. getting notifications Mm -hmm. from all of the apps that you're on, your text messages, whatever it is that's trying to pull your attention, so that the 25 minutes is fully dedicated Mm -hmm. and then you've got a manual timer and have you seen those tomato timers oh yeah so it, i can't do the ticking like the constant ticking sure of the time not all sets not, me. not all so. of the not all manual timers have right it. but what i what i mean is pomodoro means tomato. yes yeah no no no. so there's, yeah, a, there's a very direct correlation yeah. between those kind of old school classic kitchen tomato right. timers right and this practice but by not using your phone for people who are more likely to be distracted, right, you're reducing one more mm-hmm. place where you can be like, I'm just checking how much time it right. is. Right. And you end up finding yourself pulled into a, a whole black hole. Exactly. So things like setting timers, things like blocking off your schedule, things like having that space that your things go away to. Mm-hmm. So your desk your drawer, your closet, whatever. At the end of the Uh workday, work goes away. Also, the room that you work in, Mm -hmm. if at all possible, if there's more than one room or if there's a section of a room. I, for instance, cannot work in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Under any circumstances, it's hard enough for me to get rest. I go through bouts of insomnia like Mm -hmm. crazy town. So that place has to be completely work-free. At all times so that I'm never in there thinking about residuals and that, I don't know, the aura of work is sure. not just about the space right. when I'm trying to rest and relax. So paying attention to a lot of those kinds of things. And, and you can apply that not just to sleeping, but you know, when you're in a really small space, you have, to, you have to make choices sometimes. But thinking about the places where you want to be fully present, if you've got a family, it might be the dining room table. You want to be able to sit with your family around Mm -hmm. the table and table is for family time. So instead of working at the dining table, even Mm -hmm. though it's a convenient space, you get a a desk that folds down from the wall Mm -hmm. so that when you're sitting at the dining table, you're not putting yourself inadvertently back into that workspace. It's building basically some sacred space, Mm -hmm. some sacred times and some sacred areas, and that you hold those things. You Mm -hmm. observe those sacred moments, points, whatever it is that you've set to help you do that work-life balance when work and life is in the same building 24-7. And then accepting the goodnesses that can come from working from home means that you can indeed, pivot your schedule from day to day to add a little bit of difference so that you get less of an automaton existence. In taking advantage of going out and doing an errand at a weird time of day, which will maybe let you reset in between one task and another. But also, you know, maybe the line will be smaller. Maybe it'll be kidnap time and you can go and do a runner and get whatever you need to get. Which Um, saves you time in your day, ultimately. Right. As well as resetting. You get kind of Exactly. So I know it seems funny to state something that would seem like an obvious thing, but we get into our regime, into our work regimes, whatever they are, and it's hard to bust out of them. And so, even not making every Wednesday this thing that you do, but an occasional Wednesday, and sometimes it's a Tuesday, and sometimes it's a Thursday, mixing that up and giving your brain a little bit of something new. To experience, even while you're doing the same old, same old, is also very helpful, I find. If you've got the ability to work from a coffee shop one day a week. Oh, yeah, remote work. um, That change in scenery, the different background noises. Mm -hmm. You pick the day and you pick the tasks, right? What you're working on, because the new things can also pull you out of the focus space. Mm -hmm. But it also, in a weird way, can help you focus better. Yeah. There's something about having things... Be comfy. Like, we tend to go to the same place when we work off-site. Mm-hmm. When we work mm-hmm. away from home, we tend to go to the same places. So there's a familiarity to it. But it's And it's still kind d- of passive background noise, but not specific. And it's just a different feel, some sights, some sounds, different smells. It's just, yeah. A little bit of that commute time, which mm-hmm. has its downsides for sure. But every once in a while, to you experience a little bit of a, a bonus yeah. reflection time. Specifically coming into the winter season, I think the more closed in we are naturally going to be because of right. weather, the more those kind of escape places are going to be helpful. So finding your greasy spoon diner that you're going to hook up in or your local roaster or whatever it is, Heck, even go to a winery. We've done that a couple of times for afternoon. Yeah. Especially meetings. Yeah. So yes, explore, invent, experiment, be creative. These are all going to be things that help you in the end. Mm -hmm. And be observant. Yeah. As far as what's working for you and what Mm -hmm. isn't. Like with all of these conversations, we can give ideas in this Mm -hmm. context, but what is going to work for you is going to be specific to you, your life, your personality, your background and your needs. Okay, if you have any questions you would like to fire away at us, you can do that at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. While you're there, you can check out our newsletters, blogs, and services. Also, subscribe to our podcast for a full lineup. And check out our Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Day Osborne. And I'm Catherine Jenkins. This has been How to Be Human.